Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Sanctified Savage Podcast. My name is Al Westerman, and I suppose I would be the Sanctified Savage. So today we have something really special. In honor of one year ago today, when I got to interview Dr. Joel Gould, we're going to do a rewind. We're going to do a re-release. My interview with Dr. Gould has been far and away my most successful video on YouTube. And so I thought, what a great time to, to send it again in podcast form. The podcast world is infinite and I love it. So enjoy the ride as Dr. Gould drops some serious knowledge bombs on us, talking about the ways in which vitamin D can help our mental health, our physical health. He actually says that our mental health is our physical health. I know that vitamin D has been a staple in my house ever since I discovered Dr. Gould a couple years ago. We make sure that we take it every day that we're not getting adequate sunlight. So please get your vitamin D. Even in April, you need to be supplementing vitamin D, probably more than you think. I also encourage you to check out previous episodes. I love the interview I did. Episode one is with Dr. Gary. I've interviewed Dave Jones, which was a really good time. Honestly, that is incredible information, especially if you're a man. These are isolating times, and we need to make sure that we put an emphasis on connection. Invest into connection. It is absolutely imperative for men and women, everyone. We need to invest into this. Uh, Like, subscribe. These things help get this information out. I am doing this solely because... I think this is information the world needs to hear. I'm trying to make the world a better place in any way that I can. So my gift to you is this material. And if you feel like this information could be helpful to some other people, I encourage you to share it. I will share your stories. Thank you so much, everyone. Hope you enjoy the episode. I'm a savage. Good morning, Dr. Gould. How are you today? Doing great. Thank you. Good morning. How are things in California? Well, um, there's, as usual, it's sunny, um, and spring is here, and uh, it looks like a beautiful day out there. And, uh, you know, California, is a, it's a great place. Um, I, you, know, you know I'm Canadian, so sometimes I, I miss Canada. I've been home in over a year because of COVID, but I'll get back. So. Awesome. Well, just to uh, introduce you to some of our, our viewers here, you, did you grow up in Winnipeg? I did. Okay. So you grew up, you went to the University of Winnipeg, and then you came into London for Western, right? To do your dental, dental right. work there. That's right. Yeah, um, I, I, um, I really, um, Winnipeg is a great city in some ways, but I, I was pretty unhappy and I, I wanted out. So I, I had a really cool opportunity to go to Western for dental school and I really enjoyed my time in Ontario. I was really excited because the river didn't freeze in London. It didn't. And I was, you know, I know that sounds kind of weird, but, you know, when you're from Winnipeg, it was kind of a shock. I thought everyone in Canada had you know, eight months of winter. Oh man, they call it winter peg for a reason, right? They do. They yeah. do. But you've been living the last 31 years in dentistry, the last 20 of them in California. Uh, is it Manhattan Beach where you're at? It, it is. Yeah. But so I, I, um, I worked for the government of Ontario for a year and then I moved to Vancouver. So I spent my first 10 years in, in Vancouver. Um, and then I moved to California in 2001. So I've been here for about 20 years. Awesome. And I, one of these conferences you were at, you have uh, found out that you had fairly severe sleep apnea, which right. caused you down all these rabbit holes and right. um, which helped you to discover vitamin D3. And did you learn about vitamin D3 through Stasha Um, a- Absolutely. So, so the, the, the short version is that, you know, um, I have health issues most of my life that I just accepted as being a genetic issue. And then um, dentists really, um, we need to take continuing education courses. So I'm always looking for something um, different to new. And after 30 years or after 25 years in dentistry, I became interested in sleep apnea. A lot of my patients I could, could see were suffering from it. And um, so I went to uh, Las Vegas, did a, a, a three-day course, and I got to do a sleep study on myself. And it was fascinating just because, you know, we think about, you know, you have to go to a sleep lab and you're in some weird bed and someone's watching you sleep. That's not how sleep apnea is diagnosed these days. This is done at home. So I did a sleep study and I wasn't totally surprised to find out that I had sleep apnea. I wasn't obese. Um, I wasn't fit, but I wasn't obese. Um, and it was a little bit surprising. And um, at this convention, I was told, you know, what is the root cause of sleep apnea? It's a big neck and being fat is your fault. You did this to yourself. You're a terrible person. You're lazy. You're a glutton. And it's really damaging and bad. Sleep apnea is like an accusation of poor health. 
And when I used to ask my patients if they'd ever heard of sleep apnea, they would literally recoil and revulsion and shout like, not me, I don't have that. And it was like such a personal insult to somebody. There's two reasons. Reason number one is sleep apnea is an accusation of poor health because everyone thinks it's caused by obesity. The second thing is that everyone's very strangely protective of their sleep. It's embarrassing to them if they don't sleep right. They say, oh, no, I have a lot of my mind. And um, I'm here to tell people that that may very well be true, but the reason that you're not sleeping properly for whatever, you know, however it's playing out in your case, if, if you have sleep issues, is that this is a biochemical issue that your doctor doesn't know about. Right. And um, so, yes, yeah, so I found that I had sleep apnea and I really got into the syndrome because I started to see it everywhere. And I could start to look at people and look at my patient's mouths and I could see the way their airway looked. I could see the way their tongue looked. And I started to put these pieces together of things that I had been seeing as a dentist for 25 years. And then by accident, um, I was listening to a podcast by Dr. Stephen Park, who's a really smart guy. He's an ENT, um, ear, nose and throat specialist who focuses on sleep apnea. And he did an interview with a woman by the name of Stasha Gomenak. Um, and I heard her voice and I, I was like, there's something, something just caught my attention. Mm. And then I saw her video and this was a long time ago, literally only had maybe 20,000 views. And she was talking about vitamin D and I had never really heard of this because just like everyone, I thought it was in milk and I thought that it comes from sunlight, but I'm fine because I live in California. Why would I not have enough vitamin D? All these different things that everyone is talking about that are completely erroneous because your doctor didn't learn about this in dental school or medical school, and you don't know what you don't know. So when I started to, to understand what vitamin D was, I literally was baffled at how we could be in the situation now, it's 2021, and doctors still don't know what vitamin D is. I was very disappointed that Canada didn't have a better response to COVID with the information that is obvious to a lot of people. So yeah, so I, found, I figured out what vitamin D was, and I realized this is nothing at all like people think. And even more sort of one next layer of disappointment was I found a gentleman by the name of Weston A. Price. Yeah. And he's a Canadian dentist. He, he was uh, born and raised in Newburgh, Ontario. So um, I, I, I said to myself, why would I not have learned about this guy? He wrote a book called Nutrition and Physical Degeneration that's been out there for 80 years. And the first time any dentist who, who is, is, uh, has an understanding of reality looks at this book, all you can say is, oh my gosh, what, like, why would we, why would we not learn about to say, hey, there was this guy who was born up the road, you know, and by the way, we think he's a quack. He's an idiot. He's a moron. But look at these pictures he took. He traveled around the world and took pictures yeah. of Aboriginal populations and recorded their teeth. He's a smart guy. And so that made me realize that our reality that we're living in could be very different than what you think and I think because there's a lot of information out there that has not made it into the mainstream and in this particular case this information is instrumental to who we are as human animals on this planet this is part of who we are and it, it was really um you know it's still one of those things that this guy's not known um I did a podcast in the U.S. with for all the the, the American dentists and I talked about Weston Price and I made it I really spoke to try and get dentists to try and get into this and figure it out. Yep. Not a single comment. No one called me. <laughs> no one had anything to say mm. of, of all the dentists in America, mm. which was really, it was very um, sad and disappointing. This is really yeah. important information. Yeah, Because the mouth is like the gateway to the rest of the body, right? Well, it's not only a gateway, but it's a reflection. And your oral health is in many ways a connection, uh, a reflection of how you are healthy inside. So Absolutely. that's why Weston Price's, research and his pictures are so important is because they didn't even have mostly people didn't have toothbrushes certainly didn't have floss but yet their teeth look incredible yeah and how can and, that yeah and, and that goes to the idea that animals in the wild don't get cancer but our pets do so mm -hmm. um you know what, what price discovered which i think is the the, the real take-home message is that at the time that every, all this is going on in the 1930s, this was a very dark time in history. Mm -hmm. And the major medical paradigm was one of eugenics. And eugenics is basically your genes. Who are your parents? How were you born? And it was really based on the idea that people with lighter skin color are, are less evolved than people with darker skin color, which is unfortunately still very um, prominent in today's news. And people really have their prejudices. But he was a real thought leader at the time because mm -hmm. everyone was saying, listen, you're born how you're born. 
And, um, you know, they were euthanizing people that they, they would call them um, morons. And, and this was like a, a medical, oh, yeah, this is uh, an idiot. Say this is an idiot. And they, they were really utilizing um, really horrible ideology to, to marginalize people instead of helping them. And then, um, you know, this, these were very different times and the world was a very different place. But he is the modern father of something called epigenetics. Yep. And epi is above genetics. And that's a really important concept because... What he printed in those books, which was so interesting, was that in one generation, we had parents with perfect teeth, mm -hmm. and in the next generation, the kids' mouths fell apart. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of shocking because everyone's thinking, well, genetically, that can't happen. Yeah. But there was a real lack of, and there still is a real lack of understanding of what the environment does to the growth of our jaw. And that's what Weston Price, to me, is, is the most important thing he did. Mm -hmm. He said, hey, guys, this is the environment. This is the diet and nutrition and behavior of these people, when they are living their um, traditional life, they do not need to brush their teeth. And when they become modern, their mouths are falling apart just in one generation. Yeah. And yeah. not just decay and gum disease, which is bad enough, but the actual um, destruction of the lower jaw, not growing enough, mm -hmm. and then basically causes a problem with sleep and breathing. So um, everyone starts to breathe with their mouth open, it narrows the jaw and changes the shape of the face, changes the yeah. size of the airway very very profoundly destructive and very simple called long face syndrome right that's correct due to lack yeah. of k2 yeah oh, well and, so in d3 d3 and k2 so the way you need to think of it is that um your bones are your it's like your personal calcium bank we need calcium it's one of our most important minerals we're made up of a lot of it. all of our bones are calcium our teeth are calcium and you need two things to be able to manage your calcium you need vitamin d3 which will make you absorb calcium from the food that you eat. And there's a lot of calcium in the food, but once the calcium gets into your body, then you need vitamin K2 to put it into your teeth and bones to store it. And how it used to work in the old days is in the summer when the grass was green, because K2 comes from animals that eat green grass and the sun is high in the sky, that you get a lot of vitamin D and a lot of vitamin K2 and you take in a lot of calcium and you store it in your bones. And in the winter, especially in Canada, there's no green grass and there's no sun to make vitamin D. So your body's going to start to withdraw that calcium from your bones in the winter. And that's basically a, a cycle that all humans do when they move away from the equator. Mm -hmm. So yes, D3 yeah. and K2 are extremely important. <laughs> right. I, call them, I call them soulmates, SOL is for sun. So. Oh, is that why it is? Okay, I was wondering that when I was reading your book. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a rhyme. I think I have a rhyme. When the sun is high in the sky and the grass is green, you'll find these two. They're a team. When it's dark outside and the grass is brown, they are nowhere to be found. They are soulmates. So There you go. Yeah. Uh, well, one more fun fact about you. This is uh, a lot. A lot of people are going to think this is pretty cool. Is that uh, while doing dentistry, you one time worked on James Earl Jones. I did. I did. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard that story, but I, I did. Yeah, it. yeah. No, okay. for those you may not know that's the voice of Darth Vader. That's right. Well, I, you know, the, the the story I like to tell is that literally, I, when I was in Vancouver, I was in Kitsilano. That was where my main practice was, and I heard my assistant like scream from from the back of the office, saying, "Oh my God, Darth Vader's coming in!" And, and you know, Darth Vader's not a real person, guys. But um, and I didn't know what that meant. So when you hear someone say Darth Vader's coming, in, I thought, you know, she was she was a star star uh, Wars fan, but. Yeah, James Earl Jones showed up in my office. It was pretty cool. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> and he was an extremely nice guy. So. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, let, let's uh, get into this. So today we want to be talking about vitamin D3 and its connection to mental health. So I heard somewhere, I was a documentary several years ago, that 10,000 international units of vitamin D3 would help keep, um, it would either keep at bay or combat or totally... Um, resolve anxiety or depression so how yeah. is that true and how is that possible well so one of my one of the things i like to say is that you can't fix or repair something unless you understand how it works and know why it broke down in the first place so the question that we have to ask ourselves is why are so many people and children and young people suffering from anxiety and depression what is it that's going wrong with our bodies that this has become so common. And, you know, to anyone listen to this, I see a lot of adults who are on medication. I see a lot of kids who are on medication starting from a really early age. And the medications are all the same. They try and calm you down because everyone's overstimulated. And, um, you know, when it comes to young people, um, you know, again, if, if you don't know how the human body works, then you can't begin to understand 
what's going on and why it's breaking down. So I really want to explain the system. It's relatively easy. Okay. And I want you to think about this is that, um, and this is going to go back to we had a comment that we're discussing about sugar cravings. Why do people get sugar cravings? Well, that's a very, very real thing. And it's not just because we're addicted to sugar. We are. It's a very powerful drug and it's not good for us. But the reason is that everything that happens in our body is either happening because of or as a reason to help us with the environmental cues that come into our body. So our bodies are sensors for the environment and we take in energy from all around us. Our ears are taking in sound and our eyes are taking in the, what we see, but our skin is taking in the light and our body's taking in the radiation that's coming off the earth. So we, you know, um, however your view of creation is, our bodies were custom designed to live here, really. And so we fit into this perfectly. Now here we are, you know, I'm in this, this um, you know, this place is like a cage. This is, you know, I we, we were born um, naked and barefoot, you know, outside. This is how we were supposed to live. And now we're living in these cages. We think this is home. It's not. This is this is a world we created. And I get it. You know, we don't I'd rather be in here than out in the elements. But that's our, we have to make sure that we tell our bodies what's going on. So vitamin D is a very profound signal to our body because it's made by sunlight. And it's only made when the sun is really high enough in the sky to reach us. And it's a very limited amount of time, especially in Canada. So your vitamin D is a huge component because, you know, we, 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 here's what we need to survive. We need air. You got to breathe. We need water. Got to drink. We need food. Okay. But sunlight is instrumental to our health because it profoundly affects us in two different ways. Number one, the circadian rhythms, our body and our body chemistry is tied to the light cycle of the day and the night. Our bodies will use energy any way it can. And the light as the sun comes up and goes down is going to tell our body specific things through our eyes. But the one profound thing that vitamin D regulates is the gut microbiome. Mm -hmm. So you've been hearing probably a lot about the gut bacteria. Everyone's taking probiotics. Why? Why is this happening? Well, our DNA, so our own genes, we've got a lot of them, but the gut bacteria that we have, their genes outnumbers ours 100 to 1. So we actually have technically enslaved these little bacteria inside of us. And we give them food and protection and they give us chemicals. Their waste products are part of our biology. And I want you to think about a bear that goes into hibernation. How long is a bear in hibernation for months? Well, where is it going to be getting its vitamins and minerals from? Nowhere. It's going to have its own gut bacteria that are going to make all the chemicals that it needs to survive. Now, this animal is powered down because it's winter. And that's what happens to us. When our vitamin D level goes down, our bodies start to make some shifts and it happens in the gut microbiome. Mm -hmm. So when it's summer and you have a high vitamin D level, you have a specific amount of bacteria in you or types in you that are giving you different chemicals, giving the signals to build muscle and to do all these different things. When that vitamin D level goes down, mm -hmm. your body has a choice. This sunlight, this vitamin D is like a fuel. And if you don't have enough, your body's going to start to ration it. So the first thing that happens is the gut microbiome shifts. And the reason is there's not enough vitamin D to keep the, the microbes that are associated with summer building muscle um, and growing. In the winter, that's all powered down. But even worse, those gut, that, those gut bacteria, they get infected with yeast and yeast will send a signal to your brain through the, um, the there's a, a gut brain axis. So the microbes will say, hey, we want sugar. And I suffer from that for most of my life is getting a powerful signal of sugar. And cereal was the sugar that I always wanted because that's just pure sugar, by the way, guys. Even the cereals that are, healthy looking, it's not, that's still sugar. So when the gut microbiome changes, it doesn't make the chemicals that we need, makes you hungry. More importantly, the chemicals that these bacteria are making are serotonin, dopamine, okay? Those are your feel-good neurotransmitters. When people are on medication, they're on something called SSRI, serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Yeah. They let more serotonin float around in your brain to make you feel less depressed. So just square one, most youth, most kids, on this planet are vitamin D deficient yeah. because of the food that we eat and because they're not, kids are not going outside. And especially in Canada in the winter, especially in lockdown, you're in your house. Oh, yeah. And once that happens, you do not have the right gut microbiome. So the chemicals that your body evolved to have, they're no longer there. And that immediately causes depression, immediately causes right. um, you not to feel happy. But there's one deeper step is that every night when you go to sleep, the chemicals that are supposed to be running the part of your brain that's your sleep program, just like a computer program, 
it's missing these chemicals. And so people are sleeping, but they're not sleeping successfully. They're not getting into the deeper stages of sleep and they're not getting into REM sleep. And both of these stages are required for you to get rid of your toxins, to reset all of your neurotransmitters. And that alone, um, and the, the whole syndrome will cause anxiety. You're basically choking in your sleep and you can have a panic attack. The first time it happened to me, I was really surprised because I literally had a panic attack over nothing. And I said to myself, something's wrong. I've got some, there's some chemical imbalance because I had never felt like that. And I feel really sad because a lot of kids these days and young people, they have, they're missing these neurotransmitters. And, um, and this is a really bad thing because it leads kids to um, try to feel better. And how do they feel better? Well, they'll try alcohol or drugs. And, and the minute they feel better, that can, that can just be the first step in addiction because if there's some missing chemicals in your body and something makes you feel better, that's going to register with you. And it's going to give you really a false sense of health. And it's going to create a really bad um, sort of feedback loop. And, and this is, I think, what's happening with a lot of young people these days. Uh, their biochemistry is not being understood. And we're in this world that's, you know, then we start to get into computers and social media and the anxiety that puts on you that I didn't have growing up. I didn't have to worry about if I was going to post something, if people would like it or not. And so real, there's a lot of really intense stuff that kids are having to deal with. But the worst part is that they do not have the right chemicals to feel happy about themselves. And that's so, why so essentially uh, having low vitamin D doesn't allow your body to regulate properly. So your, your gut microbiome is, can't be in a healthy place because you're effectively on human power saving mode. And when you're on human power saving mode, your gut bugs get out of whack, which doesn't allow serotonin and dopamine, dopamine, all these things to go through your body. So what people sometimes do is they'll look for vices, whether that's a quick sugar rush, sometimes that's alcohol, sometimes that's let's post something on social media, get a quick dopamine rush, and it can really start causing um, negative feedback loops and um, cause us to be into that place. Um, is there, is there a connection between vitamin D sleep and inflammation? Because I've also heard that mental health is caused by inflammation in the brain. Right. So I guess, you know, the most important thing, way to think of it is, is that vitamin D, it helps you to activate genes. So, um, you know, just a real, so I know that whoever's listening to this probably, you know, science is sometimes kids hate it or. People don't like it, but what I want people to understand is our, the way our body works, it's called actually the central dogma of life, is that you have DNA in every one of your cells, and it's the same DNA. You've got your X chromosome from your mother, and you got your Y chromosome from your father, and that's now you. That is your blueprint or your template, and we utilize that blueprint. We open up the DNA, and we copy it, and we copy it. What comes out of there gets made into enzymes and proteins, and that's what we do. So DNA gets copied. It becomes RNA, goes out uh, the, the nucleus of the cell, and we make different enzymes. Enzymes are the worker bees of biology. Enzymes do everything. So what happens is when you don't have enough vitamin D in your brain, the neurons that are supposed to be running the sleep program, they need to fire. And that's what sleep is, is firing out a brainwave. So when that cell tries to do that, one of the things it needs to have is a specific enzyme called choline acetyltransferase. Now, no one should remember that, but that's uh, CHAT, C-H-A-T. So that's an enzyme. Now I created my, um, my cartoon characters to make this simple. So if you do not make this one enzyme, your brain cannot make acetylcholine, which is gonna give you that rest and digest feeling. So basically if your brain can't make this one enzyme, it can no longer send out the right signal. Imagine if you're, you, know, you have your, your TV, you're watching TV, and there's a short circuit coming in your TV is getting all that snow and it keeps on cutting out. Or it's like with your phone when you're not getting good reception. That's what your brain's doing. And it's doing it because there isn't enough vitamin D to make these enzymes that create the neurotransmitters. And even though it's a little complex, it's important to understand that that's how we make everything. If you need anything done in your body, there is an enzyme that's going to do it. So the so whole going, going back to the... Um, Sympathetic. So we're talking about the sympathetic yep. and the parasympathetic. That's right. And effectively, we're talking about a gas pedal and a brake, and both are extremely important for, yep. Yep. for living, right? Yes. What you're saying is when your vitamin D level is an appropriate level, um, let's say a historical level, back when people 
were the out time. Yeah. So at, at a historical level, and you're able to press the brake adequately. I mean, you need to be pressing the brake. And when you sleep, you got to brake hard, right? And so inadequate um, sleep is going to lead to um, just not being in the parasympathetic long enough, which leads to a whole array of issues. Right. And so what that is, is, you know, to anyone listening to this who has a hard time gearing down for sleep, this is the most common reason is that we have two settings. We have fight or flight, which is at the top. That's the most excited you can get about anything. That's fight or flight means that you're either going to fight an animal to the death and either the animal is going to kill you and eat you or you're going to run away so fast. So either way, that's at the height of activity of what humans are ever going to do. At the opposite end of that is the rest and digest setting. And that is when the lowest level is when we're asleep it's because we're completely calm. And so we shift back and forth between that all day long. And it is exactly like a gas and a break. So initially vitamin D deficiency, the first thing it will do is it will get rid of the rest and digest program so that you'll be stuck in fight or flight. And that's what the anxiety people feel is they're on, on high alert for that animal that's going to chase them or kill them. And they cannot gear down. They cannot gear down to calm down or for sleep or any of that stuff. So that's the most important thing. Now, as the, the syndrome progresses, that switch gets really broken and, and we fall out of that into a different stage. And that's why I say call people roadkill. Is it because they no longer are, are in, in heightened, you know, there's so many things going wrong with their body that they're just kind of like, yeah, you know, whatever. Your body's like, okay, I try to sleep, but I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. So this, so that, that the, the vitamin D is critical. And what vitamin D does in your brain cells, it copying your DNA. That's what it does for the bacteria in your gut. That's what it does for all of your body. Vitamin D helps you to transcribe your genes to make enzymes and proteins that keep you healthy. One of those is the ones for infection. Everyone is wearing a mask now. And the reason is that people are worried about a viral infection. Well, we have viruses everywhere and and COVID is a virus. And so one of the things our body will make when we have enough vitamin D is something called cathocytins. These are little antimicrobial, antiviral, little attack dogs. So your body in your immune cells, if they have enough vitamin D, they will copy a portion of the gene that will encode for over 200 antibacterial, antiviral, little protein attack dogs that are going to go out in your body to destroy any pathogens. They're, They're on your skin and your lungs. You make these everywhere. But if you don't have enough vitamin D, you cannot make enough of those cathocytins and you will become susceptible to viral infections. And then after you get a virus, um, you know, if you get a cold and then later it turns into a bacterial chest infection, that's all vitamin D deficiency. Cause now you, you first had a virus and you're very immunocompromised. And then you couldn't, you, after you fought it off the bacteria in your lungs overgrew, that's a really clear sign of low vitamin D. Mm-hmm. And so people with COVID will be getting, a lot of people will get that um, post viral lung issue as well. So um, this is tied into our health really intimately and your immune yeah. system really needs vitamin D to be successful. Yeah. So I I think a lot of people can get behind the connection between vitamin D level and mental health issues when we look at it through the lens of seasonal seasonal effectiveness disorder. Right. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of what season is that? It's it's the winter. And one of the things that you pose is that most people live in a state of permanent winter. And and so. Um, just as in, in as simple layman terms as you can, can you kind of explain that connect, like why seasonal effectiveness disorder happens sure. and why vitamin D helps you to sure. fight that? So, you know, if you're a human hunter gatherer on this planet and you're out walking around looking for food, um, you're going to have an evolutionary level of vitamin D and that's going to tell your body that it's summer, you know, humans evolved outdoors. So as the winter comes on, the, the vitamin D level goes down. Um, it changes the gut microbiome, but also the amount of sunlight um, around your eyes and everything. It changes your circadian rhythm and your body literally starts to power down for winter. If you live your entire life in a vitamin D deficient state, you're literally living in permanent winter. And I call it human power saving mode. And the example is really clear. You know, your phone, it's got that 20% setting. It's always got, it's always the most important time. It says low power mode, right? Why is it telling you that? It's, it's giving you a warning sign saying, hey, you better plug your phone in and recharge because this thing runs on power and you're running low. So what we're going to do to help you is we're going to shut down all non-essential functions in your phone. It's power saving mode. Your body does the same thing. 
when your vitamin B level gets to a certain point, um, I call it human power saving mode, because that's when literally over the years that we've been alive as humans, the less important things that your body does start to disappear. And your body starts to save that vitamin D just to stay alive. Most people live their entire life like I did. I lived for the first uh, uh, 48 years in human power saving mode, never understanding. I never had a vitamin D level that was evolutionary. So maybe one, you know, I took a year off and traveled, um, you know, and, and that was the only time in my life I really felt happy and comfortable. I came back to Canada at the end of a really great long trip and I put on 20 pounds and got depressed and I didn't know it. I didn't know it was because of the sunlight, but it is. And kids these days and, and young people, they don't spend time outside. They're in their basement playing video games. They're always on their phones and their screens. Most kids these days, they don't like sunlight. We've heard that it's dangerous. It's toxic, causes cancer. There's no reason for it. It's hot. They burn easily. And, you know, they, these are all really terrible things, but this is basically the lack of understanding of how our bodies work. And, um, you know, when someone, think about the old days in Ontario, when it was summer, people didn't have air conditioning. Most people were on farms and, you know, spent a lot of time outside. When, when even with probably when you were a kid there, you, you spent a lot more time outside than kids are spending now. Mm -hmm. So let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the sun, cancer and, um, and, and different levels. So from my understanding, it's not actually the sun that gives you cancer. It's inappropriate sun exposure. Well, so that's one of my quotes. And I think it's, I like to, to think it a little controversial because I say the sun doesn't cause cancer. Inappropriate sun exposure is what does it. And what that means is that if you are a hunter gatherer living outside, you're not going to get cancer because your body has protective measures. But that's having said that, if you're a hunter gatherer in the Northern hemisphere, if we move you down to the equator, you're going to get cancer. Our bodies are tied to the solar radiation in the area that we have lived in for a long time. So if you do everything naturally, you're probably not going to get cancer. The problem is that, you know, we spend all this time indoors and then summer comes and then kids will get burnt. So a sunburn can cause damage to the, the basal cell layer. Um, also, the foods that we're eating are really causing a problem that the fats that are in our bodies. Um, a lot of scientists are saying that the cancer is more related to those non-natural fats that have been produced by, by, um, by chemical companies. Um, and then there's That's just really the idea cool. that people are wearing, people are wearing sunscreen, which can amplify cancer. Because right. It's, so what it's people a, should yeah. do instead from what I've heard is, well, and, and if we think about it logic, logically, let's just think, do that. It's, we start in March and we get sunlight and then you build up that base layer. We're in April now. Sometimes my shadow is shorter than me. So I'm thinking maybe I'm getting some, some UVB radiation yep. Yep. and you build up that base. And if you build up that base, then you can be in the sun for extended periods of time with minimal covering, and then you get that vitamin D level. Also, an appropriate vitamin D level will help you to um, not get burnt. That's right. That's right. So UVB radiation. So sunlight comes with UVA and UVB radiation. UVB is the one that's the the one that we kind of want to focus on UVA radiation is powerful and it penetrates deeply and it all sunlight damages tissue. That's normal. All right. So we have a, a damage during the day and we're supposed to have repair at night. And the problem is if you are sunscreen, it's going to block your ability to make vitamin D. It's going to block the sunburn itself yeah. and it's going to prevent the production of melanin. Melanin is your body's natural sunscreen. So a tan, you know, there's certain things that we just know, that are natural. When you feel the sun on your skin you, and it feels good, you know that that can't be a bad thing. Okay, right. it's what we, how we, we're, how we live our lives that, that can make it bad. But you know, when you see somebody who has a tan, they kind of look healthy. And there's a reason. It's just because sunlight is instrumental in who we are. And sunlight doesn't just make vitamin D. There's all kinds of chemical reactions. There are photochemical reactions that are powered by sunlight. And one of them, you know, I, I'm you know, going a little deeper into my science is that um, even though I really want people to understand vitamin D because it is so profound, but it's not the only thing that we make in sunlight. So there's right. lots of other things. Yeah. So I think it's really important to spend some time outside. And if you want to do that, you just have, you can't do this. You can't spend all your week indoors. And then on Saturday, it's um, July in, in Ontario yeah. and you don't have any base tan and you've been eating a bunch of carbohydrates for the last year and you spray on. That, that sunscreen that comes in a can and you think I'm good, 
I just coded myself and I'm protected. Yep. And, you know, that, that's, that there's so many things that are wrong with that. And, and we have to really start to understand that um, just like going to the gym, just like trying to eat healthy, exposing yourself to the sun is complex. Not because Mother Nature made it that way. It's because of the, world, the life that we live. So we have to relearn um, how to do this. You know, people always say, well, what do I do? Do I go in the sun for 10 minutes? And, and do I do this and that? I can't give you an easy answer. It's like when you say, well, when I go to the gym, what do I do? Do I just do, do, I just do yeah. squats or, you know, there's a lot of information and you, you want to expose yourself and you want to make sure your eyes get exposed and you don't want to burn. And, you know, so there's a lot to it. And I really look forward to sharing the information that I discovered. I've got so much material. I don't want to overwhelm people, but as people get deeper into this, you want to be able to spend your summer outside. And one of the things that I do to be able to go in the summer longer is I supplement sulfur. And the reason I supplement sulfur is because this is missing from our environment for many reasons. And when you go in the sun, sulfur can help protect you. It actually helps to create a barrier so that the sunlight will reflect off of you. And unless you have blonde hair or red, red hair, um, almost every adult in the Northern Hemisphere can spend time outside if you do it properly. The other thing is that if it's too sunny, you put on a shirt, put on a hat, get out of the sun. Yep. Hunter, ga Hunter gathers, if it was too hot, they, they wouldn't be out in the sun. You know, yep. it, it would depend. So yes, building up a tan gradually, but also what you eat, making sure that your diet has certain things in it. And then having that higher vitamin D level, if you supplement your vitamin D and you still want to wear sunscreen, that's better because what you're doing when you go in the sun and your vitamin D level is low because it's, you just come out of winter. So now you're spraying this stuff on, you've told your body it's still winter, but you're being irradiated by summer sunlight. And that's the problem. So people aren't looking at this in the right way. The other thing is that when you spray sunscreen on you, you know, we want to look at what's in that sunscreen. Anything you spray on your skin is absorbed into your body. Unless you want to drink it, I would have a hard time putting it on my skin. So sunscreen is not a, a one size fits all. It's not a, a, doesn't fix things. What this is really telling us and what I want to, you know, what I want to get people to understand is that life is very different from a, a health perspective that our doctors are telling us. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's really important. There is no magic pill that you can take. You watch TV and like, I take this one pill. I feel great. You know, it's clinically proven. That's not how life works. The, the whole point of, of living is that there, you know, you, you, when you get there, there's no there there. Life is about learning and growing and changing. And, and mother nature um, doesn't want you to sit still. She really wants you to use your body. If you don't use it, it atrophies. And so if you're sitting behind your computer all day, you're not going to be healthy. You got really got to get out there. The more you push your body, the healthier it gets. And that's a process called hormesis, which is what when you stress yourself, like when you lift weights, your muscles get stronger. And that's what mother nature wants. She wants you to use your brain. She wants you. And this is the best part. All the things that she wants you to do are all the fun stuff. She wants you to sing. She wants you to clap. She wants you to dance. She wants you to be with your friends. She wants you to get a hug. She wants you to be with your family. She wants you to be in love. She wants you to contribute. She wants you to do all these wonderful things. And these are the things that give us the endorphins. Staying at home in your basement and playing video games is not going to give you those endorphins. Um, my, my power just went out there. Um, so, um, you know, we, we have to understand that, that sunlight is a very big part of this. It does so many things to us. And that if you're not getting out in the sun, you're just not going to be happy, but you're not going to be healthy either. So that, that's the way I like to Yeah, and, and our physical health and our mental, I mean, people don't necessarily understand this connection, but physical health and mental health are super connected. And I love that you're talking about hormesis, or I've also heard uh, Gary Fetke, Fetke, no, not Gary Fetke, Gary Schliffer from uh, Sapien, as you know, yeah. you know, Gary. Um, yeah. I heard him talk about chronic stress uh, and how to fight that with acute stress. And that's a similar thing about what we're talking about. I'm actually going to have Gary on um, next nice. week and, and talk about that. So I love that you're giving a bit of a, a teaser for that. So yeah, really, really effective. Um, uh, so let's talk about, let's talk about dosage. Let's talk about um, dosing ourselves with, uh, so I got, I got this here. This is what I like to use the, the D drops. Okay. You uh, drops. And um, I don't know about you, but every time that I try to talk to someone, they're telling me some symptoms or they're t complaining about this side of the thing. I'm like, well, have do you supplement vitamin D? And usually they say no, but sometimes they say yes. Then inevitably following that, I say, okay, how much? And it's almost always- two, I take one, I take one. <laughs> you know, one or 2000, pretty much always. And then I say, okay, that's great. I'm really happy you're taking that. Maybe consider 
taking more. And, um, and then, well, and I gotta, I gotta ask you because now I'm scared, Dr. Gould, what about my organs? Aren't they going to calcify? So definitely not. So, you know, welcome to, it's, it's a very interesting thing. And, you know, the more you want to help people, um, sometimes the harder it is because there's something very strange about these concepts. And, you know, I I think you may have seen my video, D's excuses. Um, the things that people say when, when I started asking my patients, you know, years ago, do you supplement vitamin D? And they say things like my vitamin D level is just fine. Thank you very much. And I, you know, I knew that they had no idea what I was talking about. So, um, yeah, so, um, you have to understand that this is something that everyone should know and your doctor should be talking to you about this, but your doctor doesn't know this because they were never taught this in medical school. They just weren't. And that's really scary because one of the things I like to say is you're not going to find anyone on this planet with a very high level of vitamin D and cancer. And, and, and those are real correlations. So when your vitamin D level goes down, you become more susceptible for cancer to take over. So the answer is that it's very confusing. It's confusing to doctors. 1000 IU is good for a 25 pound toddler. That's it. And this is very confusing. So when I say um, take 10,000 IU, 10,000 of anything sounds toxic, but you can make 20,000 IU if you go in the sun. So, you know, and so we're, we're really in a bad place. You know, that that's why I do what I do is, is not only, it doesn't matter. Like, so people say, Oh, I take vitamin D, but there's so much more than that. And you already understand it. You're seeing somebody who's suffering right in front of you. And it's obvious. I see these people every day because I'm a doctor and I treat patients. And even my own patients that come to me, they don't necessarily listen to me. Very typical stories. I'll have a patient come in and whatever their complaint, they'll be like, well, my wife says I'm snoring really loudly. And she says, I stopped breathing. And I say, okay, are you taking vitamin D? And they say, yeah, of course I'm taking vitamin D. And you told me, I say, how much do you think? I'm taking a thousand IU. And I say, well, I told you to take 10,000. And they say, yeah, but it seemed so high. And so what do we do when, when my own patients don't necessarily believe what I'm saying, we have a really long way to go. And that's why I want to bring um, something more interesting to the, to the table rather than having people say, well, he's a doctor. He says, take vitamin D. His book is boring. I wanted to create a completely different paradigm where people can enjoy the fun part of understanding this stuff. So that's where I, your book is assuredly not boring. Okay. Let, let's get into some numbers. Well, your sure. just a quick note on your book. Your your book is extremely colorful. It's got lots of pictures. It's got lots of diagrams. It's got some good science. It's a it's a great book. I love how you um, you named melatonin melatonin. That's just that's such a bad joke. I love it. <clears throat> well, um, and also know that 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 ebook is only a preview. I have three full books. Oh yeah, and, yeah. So so that's just to show you um, my real estate because. I really wanted to, you know, I'm a little ahead of the game. And when people start to see that, um, when I, as I break out these different characters and everything, you'll start to see why I created these. There's a lot of really cool stuff that's going to come from this. And I just wanted it to be fun. No one wants to have anybody yelling at them. No, vitamins, no. You know. So, so, so for yeah, example, um, you, you mentioned <clears throat> being in the sun in, let's say, a bathing suit, hot day in July, you're going to make approximately 20,000 international, well, approximately 1,000 international units per minute. That you're outside. Well, okay. So uh, yes and no. So that's a, it's a very hard calculation. It's not that important, but um, it depends on your skin tone. It depends on sure. the, the, you know, there's the D determinants, what's your latitude, what's your elevation, what's the cloud cover, how much of your body is exposed, yep. what's your skin color. So on average, your body will make up to 20,000 IU in one setting in the sun. Sure. Meaning that the sun's going to hit you, you'll make your vitamin D and then it kind of stops. All right. Um, and it usually maxes out at 20,000. Oh, okay. um, yeah. And, and so be careful because we don't want people to go out and just fry themselves and say, I got my 20,000. But, you know, there's a really great app called D-Minder that you can actually set where your location is and it will calculate for you how much vitamin D you're making. It's pretty good. Not 100% accurate, but I think it's really a cool representation because it'll tell you when you're making vitamin D. And if you pull that up right now, you guys are probably making vitamin D from about 11 a.m. till about 1. So there's that small window now, and it's going to get much bigger as we come into summer. Yeah, and uh, was it 40,000 international units equals how much? One milligram. One milligram. One okay. milligram, right. That doesn't sound too scary. 
Well, no, I know, but you know, and then and then um, they're now they're calling it micrograms. It's very confusing, and you know what people need to know is that um, you know all of my materials out there. It's all you know. I try to make it pretty easy, but basically, it's one thousand international units per twenty-five pounds. Yeah. So if you're a two hundred pound man, you need eight thousand IU. If you're low, then you want to have a higher dose initially because if you can imagine that your vitamin D like a reservoir when you're down here yeah right there you will so you're, you're gonna be adding this little tiny amount of vitamin d you're never gonna get up you want to be at this threshold here so initially i want to take a higher dose called a loading dose and i like to stick to 20,000 iu as a loading dose why well because we just discussed that's a physiologic amount it's natural so your body is perfectly fine processing up to 20,000 iu of vitamin d you should not take 20,000 IU of vitamin D for uh, any great length of time because it's going to go too high. And then you should know that if you take supplements, your level can go way too high. It's not going to kill you, but it's not really good. If you go in sunlight, you'll never go too high. Right. So, and for us in Canada, that level is 250. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so does, does it matter uh, where exactly you're getting your supplements from? So I'm, I get mine, I guess it's from sunflowers or something, sunflower oil, um, does it matter if it's drops or pills? How so? So I'm going to tell you. So first of all, anything with sunflower, I would avoid. Um, oh. there's a lot, yeah, sorry, I'm going to tell you. Second thing is, I don't like liquids um, oh, because really? they're hard to dose. Yeah, you got to shake it to make sure it's dis oh. dispersed, and then your drop sizes can be different. I'm not a huge. I, I like it in theory, the the liquid, because it's easier than swallowing pills. But I I'm not as confident that it's going to be as accurate. But it's probably fine. So I don't want to, you know, um, I personally avoid um, the seed oils. I, I avoid right. corn, corn, oil, corn uh, sunflower oil, corn oil. Canada has a, you know, sorry, Canadians listen to this, is that there, there's some big health issues that um, are going to come to light that, you know, the government of Canada is just like anywhere else has been disappointing in that a lot of toxins in our environment. And one of them I like to talk about is glyphosate, which is a very different conversation. But yeah, um, I, I personally avoid the sunflower stuff just because of what I know about how, how these crops are grown. But yeah, so any, sorry, any kind of vitamin D is fine. Um, you know, I, I created my own brand just because I wanted to have something that people could just get my stuff. And it's, um, you know, created by a U.S. company that monitors all their stuff. There are counterfeit vitamins out there. I don't want to scare people. But if you go to a known brand, um, at a, you know, Canadian drugstore, um, you're probably going to be fine. When you start to order stuff off the internet, that's when it begins to be a little more difficult. Um, I don't really know. Um, I don't want to, you know, scare anybody, but there are, there are some counterfeit drug, or drugs out there. Probably not, the, you know, the vitamins, vitamin, vitamin D is relatively safe because it's inexpensive and there's no real market for, you know, black market vitamin D. It's usually quite, quite safe, but you always want your vitamin K2 with your D3. I would never take them alone. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I don't know if we, I don't think we have time to get into exactly why that is, but, um, but yeah, D3 and K2 are an excellent team and especially, especially for bone health. Right. Well, so that, then that's what it is. So, so and you, you really, you want to take those together because if you take too much calcium, that's where people are scared. They're going to get calcified. Not that it's true, but you could never get vitamin D in the old days without vitamin K2. They were never, they were always together. So we want to definitely take them together. And I always want people to take with them with magnesium why magnesium powers almost every reaction in your body. It actually powers human electricity called ATP, adenosine triphosphate. Yep. And magnesium deficiencies are very common these days. So um, does time of day matter? Personally, I don't think so. I think whenever you can take it, a lot of my patients, I'd say, just take it in the morning because your dentist is bothering you. When you brush your teeth, pop them in your mouth and you're done. I don't think it matters. Um, okay. some, you know, some people will say that they sleep better if they take it in the evening. I, I've never noticed that. And it doesn't make sense to me just because I know the biochemistry. Oh, okay. So, I heard yeah. that it was worse to take it at night because it's like getting a dose of sunlight right at night, which is mixed signaling. Right. And so, no, um, I don't believe that to be true because when you, when you get vitamin D, it takes eight hours for it to soak into your body. So you're out in the sun all day and you're absorbing that vitamin D in the evening and at night. Okay. So I don't believe that at all. And then should you take all three of the magnesium K2 and D3 all at the same time? Sure. There's no, there's no contraindication to take them all together. I think it's a good idea. I want to take as few vitamins and minerals as I have to. Yeah. And I want to try and get everything naturally, but I don't want to make a mistake by not getting enough. Well, I think you, you, uh, you, you eat a nutrient dense animal, uh, animal based yes, diet, right? 
Yes. And that, that's the other thing is that, you know, we're, we're led to believe that it's normal to have three meals a day plus snacks. And we do that, you know, when you're taking care of kids, that snack time is your time. That's your break time. You give the kids a snack and then you get a break. Yeah. And that's not how our, that's not how our biology works. We are not supposed to be eating all those foods. When you go to a grocery store, none of the stuff you see that people are eating is really healthy. So I personally, where possible, eat one meal a day. And I try to have as much red meat as possible um, yeah. and grass fed cheese. So very, very much different than what mainstream medicine is saying. And my patients come to me and they say, here's what my doctor says. I'm going to take cholesterol statins and oh. I'm cutting out red meat. Um, yeah. Cutting out red meat and in- increasing my vegetables. And, you know, I, I don't believe that that's a good thing. So the, the more beef, the more um, ruminants that you eat, um, goats, sheep, cows the more of their meat that you eat the healthier you're going to be because it's a perfect fit for our biology not only that that's what we evolved eating that's what made us top of the food chain that's how we became these literally incredible physical beings um, that are so advanced because we figured out how to hunt and and kill animals those are a perfect fit we only ate plants as a fallback you know and then later on maybe for some seasoning but it's a very hard to get your mind around so this is this is my one of my favorite stories so when i was a kid i loved hot dogs okay every kid loves hot dogs you're at the campfire you know you roast them this is fun stuff and then as you get older you know i was like oh i would never eat hot dogs because they, they, it's like gross they take this high power suction and they suction off of the the cow all the gross stuff and then they process it now if it's a grass-fed animal that's organic i think a hot dog is one of the healthiest foods on the planet depending on what they put into it why because they suction off all of the yeah. stuff on the bones that's yeah. the collagen that's good healthy stuff so imagine this we've gone from where people eat, ate red meat it was natural now everyone's going on this plant-based stuff do not do this this is dangerous plant-based especially young people young people listening do not eat vegan you are not saving the planet you are hurting the planet you are not saving yourself you're hurting yourself do not fall prey to this brainwashing that you shouldn't eat cute animals when you are vegan vegetarian they're still killing animals they're just littler and you're not seeing them yeah. but it's much better to to um hunt well to, to if you're gonna eat an animal use every part of it and i really mean that that's respecting the, the food chain sure. of what, what mother nature wants us to do so I one of my that, you know, real favorite foods on the planet right now is actually probably my favorite food is beef liver now really okay so yeah it's a it's a, it's a taste super healthy food super healthy yeah. food but you know, you I'm, I'm probably both sides and you put a little layer of salt on first. It's just crispy and delicious. It's unreal. <laughs> right. Well, for, so can kids, you get it past your teeth though? What's that? Can you get it past your teeth? Um, I personally get grossed. I get grossed out by it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If it's in a hamburger, give, give it to me in a hamburger. So that's sure. the thing is that, you know, if you, you follow, um, um, peak human that Brian Saunders has his company, you know, tail and you get the actual meat that's got all the organs mixed in, which is what I like. Yeah. So as long as I'm not, you know, the, the texture, right. When my mom used to cook beef and chicken livers and that's, it just grossed me out as a kid, you know, but it's good for you. I remember she was cooking tongue and there was a giant beef tongue on the counter. And that was the last time I ever ate tongue. But prior to that, I loved it. You know, it, it is so good. It's, it's honestly, it's like steak, but with like the texture and consistency of butter, it is so good. <laughs> well, kids, kids don't necessarily like it, but good to know that when someone makes the right hot dogs, that this yes, is really you know yeah it's it's good for you it's good for you yeah so. yeah yeah okay awesome so um you have uh you have your own podcast modern hunter gathers yeah well revolution radio is my new podcast oh is um, it? yeah yeah so it's on my website my website is called um, modern hunter gathers mhg because we have the biology of hunter gatherers but we live in the modern world mm-hmm. we want to be a modern hunter gatherer you want to learn what it takes to keep a human body healthy in the modern world. And, so and that's, you know, I will put a, a link to the, uh, the preview. Apparently it's yes. a preview. I'll yes, put a, a preview. link to that really colorful, really informative. Uh, it's helpful to understand who are, who is on our team and who our enemies are. Glyphosate. Heroes and villains. Do you hear that? Heroes and yeah, villains. Yeah. Um, you, you can learn how to be go from roadkill to a road warrior love that sure. yeah sure. yeah and um yeah is there anything else you want to anywhere else we can find you yeah no so I'm, I'm i'm my instagram is modern underscore hunters underscore gathers but you can get if you go to my website modernhuntergathers.com um download my ebook i created these these cartoon images you know 
when I was a kid, I think of the posters I had on my bedroom wall and I look around today and I don't see a lot of great heroes. And that's why I created these cartoon characters for younger kids to be able to, we're going to have it where you can print out, you can order this and it will deliver to your, to you. So you can print it out and put it on your wall, who you identify with. If you like vitamin D3 or magnesium, or whoever I wanted to be fun. And I wanted younger kids to be able to get excited about science. And I want, you know, when I say deuterium, you don't know what that is. No one knows what that is, but I, that's why I put it and you need to know. Um, that's why I put it with the cartoon characters. So I really want my, um, the heroes of light or my cartoon characters. They're the celebrity VIP uh, VIPs of your body. These are the, the, the chemical elements that you really want to give their due admiration and respect because they keep you healthy. I just wanted to make it fun. So you can find all that on my website. Um, and look for a lot more fun stuff, toys, baseball caps, t-shirts, and all that. Um, these heroes are, we want to get to know these heroes. We want to really embrace them. And we really want to identify the villains and how to avoid them. And that, you can find all that. That ebook is just a preview. I'm still looking for a publisher for my three books. But um, it gives you an idea, just an overview of what I'm trying to say. And then the one book that I'm really looking forward to launching is called The Modern Hunter-Gatherer Survival Guide. That's going to be the book that young people are going to be able to flip through and just say, yeah, I love this. This is fun, very simple. Not too much science. The science is really great for me. I get excited by it. Yeah. But a lot of people are, are, are um, they don't like that, that aspect of it. So I just want to make it fun and memorable. I want mm -hmm. people to remember this. Well, I, I love the uh, combination of bringing the science in with a word picture like, you know, human power saving mode, reservoir, those things are, those things are really helpful for sure. Cool. So, cool. Yeah. And we just wait. So deuterium will be dropping his first single pretty soon. Oh, great. Okay. All right. So that's it. The, 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 um, his single is called deplete me. And, that, and that's like deuterium sings this. So I'm really personifying these scientific concepts and yeah. I expect it to be a global hit. It's a really cool song. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It will, it will, you'll remember, you'll be singing the words before you really understand what deuterium is. And that's okay. That's okay. Yep. I'm excited. I'm excited about um, really having this, this, this younger generation understand they're, they're, they're in a, in a really bad situation. I'm already older, but the young people of today, they need to really become activists for their health and for the environment. I'm not seeing it yet. I hope somebody maybe who hears this will be interested. I've reached out to influencers and they're too busy trying to sell products on, on Instagram and not understanding that they need to use their influence for a, the greater good. Because yes. it sure wants success, but influencers need to use their power and influence to help people. And I, I think that, you know, if you buy something nice for yourself, it feels good for a while. If you help somebody, it feels mm -hmm. good for a lot longer. Yeah. And, and um, I, I want people to understand that that they need to help themselves and and you know, uh, from a religious perspective, God helps those who help themselves, right? So when you help yourself, um, it's a feeling of empowerment. And I want to give people those tools to be able to look into themselves and look into nature and look at science and, and really come away with a, a more positive understanding that the world that we live in is a, is a really incredible place. And I want young kids to feel that uh, connection to the physical world and to be healthy because the way things are going with our health, you know, so many people have chronic diseases and a lot of kids, allergies and all this stuff. So I yep. want to really let, let people um, reclaim their health. Yeah. And so the, in, in your opinion, the easiest way to reclaim your health and by extension, your mental health is. Yeah. Well, so your physical health is your mental health. Your thoughts are a result of your brain and the chemicals. And if you don't have the right chemicals, your thoughts will turn negative. And you shouldn't be thinking that way and you shouldn't be isolated. Humans never lived alone in isolation in their bedrooms. They all lived in tribes. And what you're doing, getting groups of kids together, that's a real positive. That's their tribe. That's their, you know, to be able to, to be with other people is really, really important. Yeah. Friendship and, and um, you know, having compatriots is really critical to mental health. It's really required. If you don't go outside and you're not with your friends, you're not going to be happy. So yeah. take the opportunity, especially in Canada. Well, those last week's episode was about friends. There you go. It, yeah. no, it is so, so important, right? Like uh, the, the thesis there is that you become the six people, you become the average of the six people that you hang around with the most. Tom Bilyeu, whose show you were on, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's one thing he's huge on, but I've heard it before that. And um, yeah. yeah, well, you get a powerful thing. But vitamin, vitamin D3 is an amazing tool for that as well, right? Reclaiming your physical health and your mental Absolutely. health. I've heard you say it that if you vitamin D3, one thing we didn't even talk about actually, and we don't have time to anymore, but is <laughs> how, how sleep, 
is uh, connected, sorry, vitamin D level is connected to our sleep. And it really helps us sleep better. And when we're able to sleep better, I'm losing my train of thought here. Yeah, if you're not sleeping at night, you're not healing right, right? That's where I was going. Correct. If yeah, you're not, then you need to be able to heal right. And so that's why vitamin D3 is so massive right. for physical health and by extension, mental health. Right. Just think of it this way. When you don't get a good night's sleep, your whole day, your whole next day is shot. You don't feel really? good. You end up eating more sugar. You, you know, it's really hard. If you get woken up in the middle of the night, you feel terrible. So not sleeping properly is, is not repairing it. And you're not going to feel healthy. And, and, you know, and to kids, you know, who are staying up very late, there are no night owls. All humans want to go to bed by, by 10, <laughs> 10 o'clock. And the reason that they're not falling asleep is all that blue light from the screens in their eyes. So blue light kids, there you go. There you go. Kids don't, don't stay up late. It's not cool. It's bad for you. That's when you grow is in your sleep. Absolutely. And when you repair, like yes. you repair between 10 at night and two in the morning, that's when the yeah. primary repair help happens. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Very cool. So thank you so much, Dr. Gould. I really, really appreciate your time. I appreciate your expertise. My pleasure. It was fun. Sorry about the, you know, the, the, uh, my lights gone off, but I appreciate it. I love the opportunity um, to speak. And thank you for uh, getting in touch with me. Um, I hope this gave some good information. All right. God bless.